cloud. You look beautiful tonight, by the way. Hey, thank you. I did my hair and everything. I can tell. I can tell. How much? How much? How many of them? Uh, it was like it was like thirty-seven exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to mess with the other four thousand seven hundred seventy-six. <laughs> All right. Preparing the live stream. Let's see. It'll make you say, "Hey, it's being live streamed," so you click "Got it" if you're okay with that. If you consent, do you consent? I consent. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're doing over there. You may uh, may try to try to throw me under the bus here to the FBI. Who knows? Exactly. That's one of my favorite things to do here. Okay. Hammer. Screw the FBI. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. This episode is titled Current Events in 9-11 with Cody, a.k.a. Quick Draw 1025. Part 1. Um, I appreciate everybody everybody coming out to hang out. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. 9-11, of course, is kind of our main focus, but there's been so much that's happened today that I, I think it would be a disservice if we didn't kind of start off with that. So anyways, this is Conspiracy in the Force. Um, I'm Conspiracy Kyle. This is broadcasting live right now on, on Rockfin. It'll be on YouTube and the podcast feeds later tonight. And I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I could marry him if I wasn't already married, but <laughs> it, it, it's too late for that. It's my, my great friend, Cody, formerly of Ohio, down in Florida. How are you doing this evening, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. As always, um, I think our, our last... Our last uh, Conversation went really well. Uh, I enjoyed doing doing these type of things with you, and uh, as we all know, uh, within our group, you're one of my favorite people too. So <laughs> it works out really well. Awesome. Well, so uh, yeah, I guess let's 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 start off right off the bat. I mean, what's your take on all this new stuff that came out today? You know, I'm I'm really conflicted. You know, as you know, and a lot of people know, I got my religious exemption from the vaccine at work yesterday and you know while that's great and i'm happy for that for me personally what what came out today um it's it's really it's pulling at my heart because this is now affecting millions and millions and millions and millions of more people that it was never before so well what's your take on all the biden stuff that came out just a few hours ago well i think 
I think when we, we look at it from a, a broader perspective, I, I think the reality is, is, is we're getting to the point where we are, are forcing things that should never be forced. Now, <clears throat> I bring this into perspective of what's happened recently in Texas, right? We have the heartbeat law, which, you know, to me as a Christian would make sense, right? If something has a heartbeat, it doesn't matter how you look at it, that would be murder. And that might offend a lot of people. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not here to offend people, but if it offends you, that's your problem. The reality is, is we have people in the U.S. government now fighting that law saying it's my body, my choice. So where does it lie when it comes to a forced vaccine that has no long-term side or long-term studies, no long-term uh, intelligence on it to understand what those long-term effects are going to be? So my body, my own, my choice only applies to a, a certain group of individuals, which makes absolutely no sense. Now, the other thing about that is, is they're saying that the, the heartbeat law is unconstitutional. Okay, fair enough. Forcing a vaccine on people literally borders the same exact constitutional laws that they're talking about. Now, when it's all said and done, here's the thing. I don't care if you want to get the vaccine. I don't care if you don't want to get the vaccine. I don't care if you want to wear a mask. I don't care if you want to wear a face shield. If you want to wear a diaper over your face, you do that. But don't put all of us in the same category as, you know, you have to do what I say because the, the whole the whole purpose of the American dream, American pride and everything is that we're free to worship, we're free to live, we're free to, uh, you know, do the things that we want to do that appeases us, right? Now, of course, we have to abide by laws and stuff like that. But when you're talking about a forced vaccine that has a 99.7% survival rate, it's just very fascinating to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And, you know, you mentioned the my body, my choice, which is, you know, one of the hallmarks of the left, right? That's one thing they've said for years and years and years. And, you know, we've we've debated and talked about that a zillion times. And the other the other one, too, is, you know, they've been everybody's been talking about, you know, health care for all right. Medicare for all. Everybody should be allowed health care. And now what are you seeing? You know, just I, I think it was yesterday. You probably saw this. The, the quote on Jimmy Kimmel that he said, where he said, basically, if you come into the hospital and you're unvaccinated, I hope you die. You should just die in the waiting room and not have a bed. And I don't care if you're right, if you're left, if you're black, white, gay, what, whatever. I think people that are in the healthcare community are fundamentally opposed to that because you treat the people with the greatest need. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, it has nothing, you know, nobody has ever been treated this way because of the flu. No one's been ever treated this way because of HIV. It, it, it's, it, it's so absurd that they want to segment healthcare now and saying you're not allowed healthcare because you didn't get this uh, thing that, that doesn't even protect you. I mean, the funny thing, you know, I posted the other day was that the numbers of, you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated every month, every day. Okay. So that would mean the number of unvaccinated people are decreasing. So how are the quote unquote cases, which we know that term is, is BS, but how are the quote unquote cases increasing? Nothing is nothing has changed with the unvaccinated. We're, we're doing the same things we've always done. We've been protecting ourselves. We've been taking supplements. We've been exercising. We've been doing all this stuff. The only variable in this is the vaccine. Correct. And I'm glad you brought that up is because that's the point I was going to make <clears throat> is I find it very ironic uh, to your point that 
were, you know, vaccinating all these people and the vaccine came out like, oh, cases are going to go down finally and all blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, cases haven't gone down. But <clears throat> when they saw that and and you got anybody watching this can call this a conspiracy and that's fine. I get it. But when the vaccine was brought out three or four months later, when it was when it was mass produced and three or four months later, all of a sudden there was a new variant. Now right. that experience, the big thing, and now, now even, even those that are vaccinated are protected from the variant. So now, hey, guys, we're going to have to give you uh, a new shot and then a booster shot and then a booster shot every six months or eight months. And, 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 and it, it brings it to another, another scenario that, that kind of fascinates me. So I think we can all be in agreement, no matter who is seeing this, that the vaccinated and unvaccinated can both get COVID, no matter what, right. Right. They say, right? So I find it very ironic that those that don't want to get vaccinated have to get tested every yeah. week, right? Mm -hmm. Those that are unvaccinated don't have to get tested. But if we both carry, if we both carry it, then why shouldn't they get tested as well? Because even if they don't get symptoms, they can still spread it to the unvaccinated or the vaccinated. So wouldn't common sense say that they should wear masks, they should be tested weekly, whatever? No, they don't want to do that because the whole propaganda is trying to push the vaccine like, hey, we'll give you freedoms. I'm pretty sure the Constitution gives me all of those freedoms, whether they like it or not. That's the point. Right. Yeah. And and, and it is funny that, you know, the big thing you'll see on social media, the people who are big proponents of the vaccine, they're saying, come on, everybody, just do this. That's the only way to make this all end. That's not how this shit works. Mm -mm. I mean, mm -mm. that's not that's not how what that's the commercial, you know, that's not how any of this works. It's not how any of this works. I mean, do you think do you think and you know people roll their eyes when you make the Nazi comparison, but I'm gonna do it anyways because I don't care. Do you think Hitler just um at a certain point stopped enacting executive rules and right. said, you know, we're we're good now, you know, we've We've done enough. I think we're okay. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't work that day. You don't get to roll these things back when, once they're out of the cage. And um, the the one thing too that I think you know they they've talked about the the, the testing, right? So if you're unvaccinated, you have to get tested. Um, I feel like that is just they're throwing that out there as a little carrot, so people will latch onto it and say, "Oh, it's not too bad." But then I think they're gonna take. They're, I think they're gonna take that away, right? Three six months down the road. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of things that transpire over the next. I mean, look at what happened today. Nobody really expected that to, to really take place. That now Biden wants to, to force all of this like, hey, it's you don't have a choice. Well, first off, good luck with that. You know, there's yeah. uh, you know, you made a good point. I want to bring something up. Um, you made a good point the other day. And I actually brought this up to a couple of people because I never really thought about it. I think it's very ironic with what's going on in society. And if you want to think society is just working just fine, like it always have, as, as it always has, I, I'm sorry, but your eyes are very closed and you're not paying attention. I mean, my wife even has clients that come in and there's, and my wife's like, yeah, with everything that's going on, it's crazy. And they're like, what do you mean? Everything's fine. Society's normal. And they're, and she's like, what do you mean? No, it's not like the things that are going on are beyond normal. And not even just the United States in every country. So you brought up a point the other day in the game of risk. You know, yeah. what is the first what is the first area you take control of? Australia. It is independent from itself or from everything else. 
They don't have weapons. And if you notice, and those of you that don't know, Australia is on full lockdown to the point that they are monitoring how much alcohol you can buy. And it has to be delivered to your home, by the way. You can't go get it. It has to be delivered to your home. And you're, I think that you can get like a six pack a week or something like that. And there are people sitting outside on their porches that have to wear a mask, um, even outside. And mm -hmm. the, the U.S. government is bringing you meals to you because they have you that locked down. It is li a literal prison. There was one individual on the video that took her mask down to drink a sip of her coffee. And the oh. cops immediately came up to her and told and told her she needs to put her mask on or they're going to arrest her. So. If you guys think that this type of thing is just, you know, that'll never happen. Like, you know, um, if you don't know about Australia, you would say, oh, that nothing will ever happen to the United States. We just need to abide by what they say. The more you comply, the more they divide, the more they control. That's what right. people aren't getting, because there's a concept that you and I have both seen. And it was from like the 19, I think it was from the 1940s uh, with the process of communism. And one of those is demoralization, right? Do you remember that video? Yep. Mm -hmm. Demoralization. Let's look at the context of demoralization. Um, demoralization, divided by Frank, is a state of mind or a person deprived of a spirit or courage, disheartening, disheartened, bewildered, and thrown into disorder of confusion. What is happening right now? It's a lot of confusion. Oh, we have fact checkers. We have this. We have that. All oh, they said it's wrong. All oh, we found out that they weren't right. Fauci said this, but then three months later retracted it and said this. Then he went back to what he said three months later. Like everybody's confused, but everybody just wants to follow what the man says. It, we're, we're, we're missing the aspect of having our own thought process to understand what's best for us as humans, as people, not Americans, not as civilized, whatever you want to call it, as human beings, it is our God-given right to have freedom to make choices on what we want to do. That's it. Yep, absolutely. And the Australia stuff, I think it's very important. I think, you know, pe people have said before, like, well, why aren't you on Facebook or this and that? I'm like, you know, Facebook does not tell me what's happening around the world. Facebook will tell me what's happening in the local area. But that's why, like, we go on Instagram, Twitter, other places, because, you know, I'm connecting with all kinds of people my, my, my homie right here, Big Bizzle from the, from the UK. I would have never been able to talk to this, this guy before, you know, but, but we're chatting now and it, it's great. And in Australia, it's so bad that I think they even said like, you get one hour of like fresh air a day or something. And then they said, you know, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll actually up that to, to two hours if you do such a like, gee, gee, thank you. Thank you, government. Thank you, government. May I have another? It's, it's so, it's so ludicrous. And you know, the, the, one of the uh, points I was making kind of in, in, in conjunction with the thing about risk um, is I think also in, you know, popular culture and movies and stuff, I've noticed this over the years that a lot of really crazy, crazy events, they set far away from America as if to say that kind of thing doesn't happen here. Like think about, think about all like those Indiana Jones movies, right? Like the Temple of Doom, Child Sacrifices, uh, terrible rituals, you know, people's hearts burning out. Oh, but it's in India. That's fine. That, that thing doesn't happen here. Or right. like, um, like hostile, right? You know, murder, murder for hire. Oh, but that's in like, you know, the Netherlands. The, the, don't worry about that. They don't want, never, they want, that yeah, that, that'll never happen here, you know, except every other day, I'm sure. But they, they shift, they shift, they shift these kind of things. So you, you think about it as more of entertainment as in, and not that 
it's probably something happening in your in your backyard. And like you said, it's it's going to come here. It's a huge it's a testing ground right now. They the, 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 the people of Australia and, and I know a lot of them, I talked to a lot of them and they're they're great people. And I feel terrible because you are so trapped. You are so trapped there. There is there is literally no way out. I mean, there's a reason it was originally a prison colony because of yeah. the location. I mean, it's a modern, well, not a modern day, but a, a continent Alcatraz. That's essentially what it is. If you put people there, the if you took all the prisoners in the world and, and you took all the citizens out of Australia and put them anywhere else in the world and made Australia a prison for every society in today's culture, you could put, I don't know how many prisoners there are on the world, um, but let's say there's, I don't know, five, 50 million. Let's say there's 50 million. You could put all 50 million people on that place. Guess what? The odds of them making landfall anywhere else is not even possible at this point. But that's what's happening to these people in Australia. They are locked down. They are not allowed to leave their house. If they do, it's for essential business. And they literally have police officers following you to make sure you don't go outside your jurisdiction, what I be- which, which is what I believe is five kilometers. <laughs> uh, just got it arrested and put it on video and she did it on purpose. She was driving around, went outside her jurisdiction, came back in, kept driving around. They pulled her over and she's like, oh, I'm getting pulled over. Here we go. Let's see what happens. They said, ma'am, you've left your jurisdiction and we've been following you for a long time. You're not, you're not doing anything essential. You need to step out of the car. You're under arrest. Do you guys like people listening? Do you understand the concept of that? That that's is like hunger. That's like Hunger Games shit. Like this is your district. You cannot leave. Now I want everybody to be clear. That's listening. You have to understand that that's happening to a culture that doesn't have weapons like we do. That doesn't have the ability to stand up against a government. Let's not forget how we took this country in the first place. You know, as far as having guns and the revolutionary war and and all of that, we're going to, we're going to have another revolution here at some point, you know, but people don't understand that society is trying to pull us in a direction to say, Hey, just, 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 just listen, just, just do what we say and everything will be fine. Again, the more we comply, the more they make new rules for us to comply by. And it's a step-by-step process. And it might not happen in the next year or two years. But if we start to comply with everything right now, what's going to happen is, oh, we got this freedom taken away because, hey, this is what we're this is what we're told. You know, we're just going to comply by that. It's very even if you look at, at society in the last 20 years, 30 years with technology, you know, I open my phone now by facial recognition. That's right. crazy to me. Right. But if we would have said that 15, 20 years ago, you'd say, that's crazy. I would never allow the government to have facial recognition on me. But Apple has made it normal, right? Like, well, this is how we unlock our phones. It's for your security so that no one else can unlock your phone. But in reality, there's a whole bigger picture behind that. So again, guys, if Australia is just the beginning. If it happens to somewhere in in in, uh, in Asia, if it happens to somewhere in in Africa, if it happens to all of these places, America will be the last one standing. And if a lot of these people don't wake up and see what's going on, it's going to be 
it's going to be very detrimental to the entire world. And I don't know if you saw this and, and I'm sorry, I'm just ranting right now, but I'll let you, I'll let you say something to this. Australia keeps messing up in their political um, campaigns about all this. And they keep on saying new world order. Over yes, and over. I did. I did see that today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Please speak on that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And, and this has happened. This has happened many, many times. And they, and they clarify it. And then I think you had shared the clip with me of, of Jen, Jen Saki saying, uh, pandemic before, right? Yeah, she said right. that a few weeks. She said that a few weeks ago. So, a few days. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, about the about the you know America being kind of the last stand there. You know, uh, Nico in the chat says you know the confusion. It's intentional psychological warfare, and and I agree with that because like you like you've mentioned about you know our Second Amendment rights. They know they can't take America physic physically. It's not possible. How, how the land is even set up with how landlocked we're like, like it's, it's very impossible to take. That's why um, it's all about ideological subversion. It's all about poisoning the minds. Cause if they can poison the minds, they can poison the people. And they poisoned a lot, a lot of people uh, here in, in the States. And here, let me, a few other things, quick things from the chat. Big Bizzle saying 20% of the UK people are awake. He'd say, which is, which is really good. A lot of people are pushing back. A friend is straight up pushing back. He's a he's a paramedic, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. We and he says we know how Nazi Germany was formed, and it was by it was not not necessarily by the Nazis themselves, but by the people, by the people's right. compliance, like you said, by you know by people snitching on their neighbors. And it starts off very slow. And there's there were some great quotes from, you know, Holocaust survivors and this and that. And, you know, it's, and they and they they said it started off very slow, and it, it's like the whole the best analogy that we always use is the boiling of the frog. You put a frog in a pot of water cold, it's perfectly fine. You, you start to slowly crank up that water. It doesn't notice the incremental change of the degrees going up five degrees, 10 degrees, 15 degrees. And after a while, it's in boiling water and it's dying, but it doesn't realize it. And that's what's happening right now. And it's not just for us who are awake to this. You know, the, the, the most ironic part about this whole thing is that the people who have been going along with this thinking that they're part of the, the program, they're going to fucking come for you too. So oh. you, you can, you can, you can, you can um, wear your mask. You can put your pronouns in your, in your Twitter profile. You can put all your little flags up. You can say all your hashtags, but guess what? You are not protected because you are not them. You are a pawn. You are a tool. And in the end, just like Yuri Besmanov said from, in the KGB in, from his KGB experience, those useful idiots, guess what? They got lined up against the wall and shot just like the dissidents. So congratulations, you accomplished. <laughs> to, to quote Willy Wonka, you get nothing. Good day, get, sir. <laughs> and, and that's what's, uh, I want to pull this up. I'm sorry, I've been looking away from the screen. I'm trying to pull this up so I can see the chat as well uh, and everything that's going on because <clears throat> I want to be able to respond to some of these people. Um here, a good question earlier, my, my, my buddy Nico said, like, who's going to be paying for this testing? You know, is this just another cost the employer is going to have to foot now? You know, now we're incurring more costs just to stay in business because really it's, it's a shakedown operation. You either pay this personally or you pay the government. Well, it's fine. But, it's I, but, but I think nobody, but I think if, if people don't comply, then whatever. I mean, just you, you've probably seen stories about that gym, I think, in New Jersey or Pennsylvania that they've, they've tried to shut him down so many times and he, he won't pay the fines. He won't shut down. 
He's like, I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. And they couldn't shut him down. And then they tried to board up his shit and he fucking tore it down. <laughs> yeah, right. That was so, great. Yeah. And then they tried to find him and then he took that to court. And I'm pretty sure he won on that too. Um, but you know, same thing happened down here in Florida. All all during the pandemic last year when businesses stayed open, you know, these gyms and stuff like that, Governor DeSantis just announced that he was um, basically nixing all of those uh, fines and, and liabilities and, and, and charges on all of these business owners, especially the ones with gyms and said, uh, we're, we're taking all that away. They, <laughs> they have every right to run a business. And I, I, I saw something funny earlier um, it was a picture and it said pre-COVID and it had a, it had a line of like storefront businesses, right? Like your old school, like, you know, storefront brick buildings, whatever. Then it said during COVID and it had a, a, a bulldozer bull, bulldozing over the buildings. And then it said after COVID, it had one building with one door. And I think that's kind of fascinating because what we saw during the pandemic was small businesses closing churches closing fascinating to me by the way um and all these other small things closing but who thrived walmart fast food pizza places uh all of these places that they consider essential but if if my business as a small business is smelling this uh selling the same type of things that walmart does or i'm a small business like east coast pizza that we get food from all the time why should they shut down and not papa john's why should this small business selling things that I need that I can get from Walmart, why, why are they shutting down but Walmart isn't? It, it's basically creating a conglomerate of all the rich and powerful. And what's going to happen is as they get more rich and powerful, they're going to be able to control everything. That's why Australia keeps saying new world order and nobody else is saying that. We are in the birthing pains of what's to come and people aren't opening their eyes to the reality. I get it. You're going to have all of these people that are going to sit there and say, well, if you just get the shot, everything will be fine. No, you won't. And like you said, these people really think that the government's out to help them. Like, hey, we're really looking out for you. Okay, if the government was out to help you. Now, let's just let's just bring this into perspective real quick. If the government was out to help us and they were really concerned about our health, we've been getting cigarettes sold to, to us since we were 18 years old. That kills more people than most anything causes cancer, all of that. They've been selling cigarettes since 18 years old. Also, 70, what was it? 73, 74% of those in ICUs around the country with COVID ICUs are clinically obese, but we have McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts offering free food to get vaccinated. If you aren't seeing the concept about what's going on, they don't care about your health. They're testing your ability to be controlled. That's it. Right. Now, let me read you talking about the new world or let me, let me read this quote. Um, and then I'll, and I'll say who this is from. You may have heard this before. So this is from 1991. Let me read this quote here. So, quote, what is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind, peace and security, freedom and the rule of law. Such is a world worthy of our struggle and worthy of our children's future. George Bush Sr., 1991. <laughs> 
And and this says that it was September 11th, 1991. I don't know if that's a, a joke or not, but that would be completely ironic, would it not be, if it was September 11th, 1991? C- come on. I wouldn't come be, on. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they, they love talking about this kind of stuff. But yeah, and, and at that point, no, not enough people were awake to the fact of what that was. So they were perfectly fine throwing those term, that terminology about. But I think one of the greatest things that happened last year for me and a lot of other people is during this pandemic, when you're locked down, you're at home, the one unintended consequence they didn't think of was people started to research People started looking into stuff. Nothing to do but fucking look shit up. Exactly. And, and the worst thing they ever did was allow us the internet because we have every single one of their quotes that they've made over the years, every single one of their documents, every single one of the, the things they've put together, their tax documents, all this kind of, we have, we have all of it and, cool. and we can use it all against them. And that's one unintended consequence. And one thing I say that never, I don't think would have happened uh, save the, 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 COVID, the COVID kind of stuff. So you got to, I, I think about it a little bit in that way. And, you know, I think for, for me personally too, and, you know, I've, been, I've, I've learned so much. I've, I've actually been able to open up a lot more. Like, you know me, I'm, I have a very kind of introverted personality. I don't, I'm not a huge, not a huge talker, but, you know, through this time, it, it's really helped me to, to open up and, and talk about all kinds of stuff I never was comfortable with before, just because these things need to be said and more people need to be saying them especially people like me who never really kind of had the balls to do that stuff before and i think that's one great thing that that happened as a unintended consequence to them so you know and i think you make a valid point i i do want to respond to uh i think it's big bizzle here in a second but yeah uh you made a valid point um shit i just lost that train of thought that happens Hey, hey my cat's here can you see him? <laughs> hey, oh, so you were talking about, you know, the beauty of the, the internet. And I think what's very, very fascinating is, is we can all understand that if, if the internet wasn't as powerful as it was, we would have no clue, no clue what is going on in, in society, not, not just within the United States, but across the world. Now, put that into perspective with today's society. Why do you think the government wants to silence those that are far right or those that are spreading misinformation, quote unquote? We have seen that fact checkers have been proven false. Look at the Fauci situation right now. He's been proven. And why why these people aren't arrested at this point is beyond me because whether you're for Trump or not, I don't care who's listening to this, whether you're for Trump or not, if Trump was in office right now doing the same exact things Biden is doing, him and everybody else involved with him would be in fucking prison right now or getting impeached or getting fired or whatever the case may be. Meanwhile, they're just running the show like we're not doing anything wrong. And that's what's crazy to me. So why would they, it makes sense why they would want to silence a certain side on the internet because we can see what's going on from other people across the world and know that it's fact because it's coming from their physical experiences. The government doesn't want us to see those, so they're going to censor everything that they did. Prime example, for, for, those of, uh, for those of you watching, I don't have a big following. I'm not a big social media guy. I, you know, I do look at social media. I don't post things, but you know, I have like maybe 500 followers on, on Instagram. I do post a lot of political stuff, but I will say this. The thing that I find interesting 
is if I post a picture of a, a vehicle that I love or a meme or something like that, I'll get 200 views on it. But if I post anything about the vaccine, post anything about Biden, post anything about Trump, post anything political or anything about today's society, I get 50 to 70 views. Now, if I post anything negative about anything, I'll get like seven. I've even gone to the point where I have started to use some of the stickers and stuff like that to try to try to make a ploy of what's going on. I'll post something and then see how many views that gets. Let's say it gets 50. Then I'll post the same thing, put the let's get vaccinated symbol with an <laughs> yeah. and I'll get more views than I did the first time. And I'm like, I'm basically, I'm getting shadow banned for trying to spread truth, even though I'm getting fact checked. Now, lastly, with that, what I've noticed is I've even seen pictures, and this is how insane it's getting, guys. I've seen pictures of people that I know or people that I follow on Instagram, people that I know personally post pictures of their kids or, or this or that, like random pictures, nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with today's society, nothing to do with the vaccine, nothing. They have a fact checker thing on the bottom of it said, visit, visit uh, CDC for COVID-19, blah, blah. Like that has nothing. They're just posting it on everything. Like it's an algorithm that's actually starting to fail at this point. So we really got to open up our eyes, but big bizzle. I do want to say this. Um, you had mentioned something earlier and I agree with you. Um, you said you never trusted organized religion and that's the old government. Yes, you are correct. If, if you know anything about scripture, uh, we're not going to get into that tonight. That'll be a, a, another podcast that I'm sure me and Kyle will have at some point. And that's great. You're close to God, but yes, remember one thing, big bizzle that I'll tell you, God never created religion. Man did man created religion there's only one belief and that's a belief in god and that's a belief in christ that's it so um go ahead kyle let me just uh grab some of these other other comments here uh nico yeah i think this is referring to the george bush thing uh wouldn't surprise me if, if that was september 11th these the rep these reptile lizard people are in it for the long game absolutely um oh, yeah you guys you are know. gonna watch me while i pour another another drink <laughs> <laughs> um big bizzle yeah it, it's it's great how we can we can go across the globe and have these these conversations you're over in the uk right now so it's what 2 18 a.m and, and we're, we're hanging out together that's that's awesome i mean i think that's so powerful i mean cody i don't know if i told you this or not but i looked at some of my my podcast stats and like people were listening in like you know indonesia and africa oh. and like south america I mean, just like a few people, but still like, I never would have thought that I didn't realize it, this is probably gonna sound stupid, but I didn't realize podcasts had that kind of reach. You know, I thought, I thought these kind of get, get distributed, you know, nationally or whatever. But the fact that some of this goes out to so many people in so many different environments all around the world is, um, is, 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 is amazing. No. And I think, I think that's the, that's the purpose of, of what people like us are trying to do. And we're not the only ones guys. I mean, there are thousands or hundreds of thousands if not millions of people trying to do the same thing to spread the real truth and we do get silenced by you know look at joe rogan the left wants to continue to cancel him because he's not he's not having an opinion one way or the other he does have his viewpoint which is based on fact but he's not saying hey you can't do this or you shouldn't do this or blah 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 he's just saying hey if you want to do that go ahead but don't take away my freedoms right so 
I think it's fantastic that we have this ability to, to share these things without being told like, oh, well, you can't say that, you can't say this. Well, people need to hear this because if they're only hearing what the government says, then what does the government do? Control. That's it. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, I want to bring something up. I don't know if anybody has seen this. Um, and I'll just say one thing real quick while you're pulling that up. That's, that's one of the big reasons that I've, I've put a lot of my resources into this Rockfin website because, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with the people that run the site and they're all about free speech. You know, they don't censor anything. They don't censor anything. You can find videos here of people that have posted them on YouTube or Instagram or whatever gotten completely canceled. People that had hundreds of thousands of subscribers, you know, pre like getting, getting sponsorship, all that kind of stuff, advertising dollars through YouTube, wiped out because of stuff they put three, four years ago. You know, it's, it's absolutely insane. So like, I, I'm, I'm definitely, if anybody in the chat or anybody else knows any other great, you know, alternative sites, because that's, that's where we need to, where we need to be. That's where we need to kind of put our, put our stuff. I think we need to continue to use the sites we do. Don't get me wrong, because it could have a, you could have a reach of people that kind of aren't in our kind of, you know, world here. But at the same time, I, I think there's a lot of great sites out there that are doing good stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people need to understand, you know, the aspect of, of, of the algorithms with, with a lot of things that we do. Um, I would challenge anybody listening to this, do me a favor, go to Google and type in what you want to see, what you, what, what you want to see. Let, let's just take it, for example, what we're supposed to talk about tonight, which is the 9-11 conspiracy, quote unquote, conspiracy parts of it that have a lot of factual information that continue to try to be debunked, you know, 20 years later. Um, but type that same thing. Type in 9-11 conspiracy theories into Google, then go to DuckDuckGo and type in 9-11 conspiracy theories and tell me the difference that you see in the type of stuff that is presented to you. Because if you do it into Google, what you're going to see is a lot of 9-11 conspiracies debunked. 9-11 things are debunked. But if you go to DuckDuckGo, you're going to see uh, what really happened with 9-11. You're going to see 9-11 uh, uh, and from the, the stories of the real people. Like You're going to see all of these different things. And that's the, that's the idea that me and Kyle are trying to bring to you guys is to let you know that <clears throat> You can't trust everything that's told to you. At this point in society, if you're not questioning everything that you're told, you're slowly becoming a sheep. And I don't mean it disrespectfully. I just mean that you're just, you're slowly just doing what you're told. Now, I don't mean that you shouldn't, you know, follow the rules and stuff like that to an extent. You know, we still live in a normal society and you have to follow rules. Like you can't just go down the street and shoot somebody in the head. That's not what I mean. But the reality is, is you have to question what you're told and you can't even rely on what you search on Google and fact checkers and all of this anymore. We just live in a different society and you really have to protect yourself, your family and those around you. Uh, dude, and, and it's even crazy. Like, you know, like I post stuff on Instagram all the time and it gets, it gets lots of views. It gets uh, likes, all kinds of stuff. Dude, what I posted about what we're talking about tonight, I posted it a few times. It only got a handful of views. Dude, and like I'm posting stuff that gets like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views every single day. But I mm -hmm. post something talking about a 9-11 conspiracy and maybe five likes, six likes, seven likes. And, you know, it's 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 crazy how 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 um, 
how shadow banning they are. And, and I, I see it all the time on Twitter, which is why I've I, this, and this is the most hilarious thing is I'll make a tweet and I have about probably the same amount of followers on Twitter and Instagram, but I'll make a tweet and make it two likes. I, I make a screenshot of that tweet and put it on Instagram. And then I get like a hundred times as many. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's just there. There's not enough content on Instagram, which I doubt, but it's just, it, so I'm so shadow banned on Twitter. It's, it's hardly even usable at this point. Well, and that's, that's a funny thing that uh, I think another, uh, a lot of other people need to realize. And I mean, this, this, this statement that I'm about to say should open up everybody's mindset to the society of how we're trying to be controlled and governed by the higher powers. And that goes further than just the government because the government's not the higher power. It's the elites that you don't even know about, people that you don't even know exist. But my point is, is you wanna talk about national security. You banned during a presidency, our president off of Twitter and social media and everything else. But tell me why the leaders of the Taliban have Twitter accounts and they're able to say the things that they say on Twitter. If you can answer that question for me, anybody, I don't care if you're right, left, liberal, I don't care what you are. If you can answer that question for me with intelligence, I would love to hear that response because you can't. It's just impossible. You're banning the president of the United States because he says mean tweets, but you're allowing the leaders of a terrorist organization to continue to have accounts on Twitter. How does that make any sense? Right, right. And you're allowing a, a current president who's essentially waging war on half of the population, you know, right, that are not vaccinated, which, you know, they're using this 80 million number, which I think is interesting because that's how many, is that how many votes they said Biden got? 80 million? But yet he drives into cities. Nobody is there except for Trump supporters booing him. But Trump drives into a city and he has a caravan full of fucking three miles long with 80,000 people on the streets uh, cheering for him. Like, come on, guys. Like, I, I know that you may not like like Donald Trump. You may not like his tweets. But Joe Biden was not the answer, people. He was yeah. not. And if you haven't seen that at this point, I, I truly, I truly feel bad for you. And I truly need to pray for you. Yeah. The, the mental gymnastics you have to do to try to make this presidency legitimate, even if you believe it was a legitimate presidency, which I don't believe a lot of us do, even if you believe it was a legitimate presidency, you can't in your right mind say that anything that's happening is normal. <laughs> no, 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 none of this is normal. This is, but it, I mean, it's obviously by design, of course, but you can't just say this is just status quo. And I want to bring that up too. Uh, you said by design. Um, but I, I do think it's funny. I mean, we have seen, we've all seen a lot of people. We have seen a lot of people saying that they regret voting for Joe Biden and, you know, they'd regret this and that, which is, which is great. Thank you for that now. Too late. But I think it's funny, like even Nicole's because Nicole, were, you know what Nicole does, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, my wife's a barber. So she's, you know, has a very huge clientele of uh, very, you know, well, or successful people in the market that she's in. Um, but she had people come in that have said, you know, oh, if everybody would just get the vaccine, blah, blah, everything would be normal. Now, some of those same people, a particular client, she told me had come in the other day and said, um, 
he said, you know, I got the vaccine when it first came out. And I just did it because, you know, I, th I thought that was, you know, I just was doing what I figured I should do. But he goes, at this point, and this is a vaccinated person, guys. He said, at this point, the fact that they're forcing it so much on everybody else now has me questioning what their actual narrative is to this. Right. What they're really trying to do, because... I'm questioning whether I should have got it at this point. That's what he was saying. And I'm like, see, like people, you're still going to have your far, whatever you want to call them, far left, whatever, or just sheep, or you can call them whatever you want to, but you're still going to have this group of people that are always going to believe what they're told, but you're starting to see this shift of people going, oh, well, I'm over here. And the right's like way over here. And they're like, well, now I'm starting to understand a little bit. Maybe they have a point because even if I am vaccinated, why are they pushing on everybody else so much? That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, it, and that's the big thing that I've gotten some people to to think about. It's like, you don't have to go down all the conspiracies and in the, in the, in the science and the virology stuff, but that, that's what I've told a few people. And it's really clicked is like, okay, let's say this is perfectly fine. If it's perfectly fine, then it's perfectly fine. But if it was, then why are they pushing it so hard? Why are they advertising it so so hard through, um, you know, politicians and social media and celebrities? Why are they? Why why would they not just be advertising this on TV? Oh wait, that's because they'd have to show the side. They'd have to show the side effects. And that's the problem. And that brings up a whole another valid point is is if anybody has seen a commercial for any medication whatsoever we all know what happens you see this beautiful you know scene or scenario where they're yeah, walking they're, they're, they're on a beach or something they're walking then, a dog you know, take this medication blah 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 you know ask your local doctor about this and then it says side effects includes death bur burning in your eyes bleeding from your eyes burning from your rectum like all of these things now if you said that with COVID on a commercial and you actually had to say the side effects, it would include death, it would include blood clots, it would inclu include uh, heart failure, include all of these things that people be like, well, why would I want to take that? So on top of that, I'm very confused at why people are so adamant to say, hey, you know, they say it's safe. Okay, the one question I will always have, we've been in this, what, for a year and a half now? year and a half um what are the long-term side effects of each individual vaccine because each individual one pfizer johnson and johnson um uh, um moderna moderna uh each one is actually made of different chemicals slightly right so if you can answer me what those long-term side effects are then i'll entertain the conversation of getting the injection the problem is, is no one can have that conversation. Right. What happens in a year of the injection? What happens in two years? What happens in five years? More importantly, what happens in 30 years? No one can answer that. Now, I will tell everybody that's watching this right now, I've been involved in healthcare for the majority of my professional career. At one point, and I'm still you know, have a mindset of doing these things. I was creating a device when I worked for Laser Spine Institute that eliminated crutches, right? 
And I don't know if I ever told you this, Kyle, but I was uh, creating a device that eliminated crutches so that you could walk on your leg normal with a lower leg injury instead of having to use crutches because it's very uncomfortable, it's very awkward, so on and so forth. So it was basically a brace. And um, I think it's very funny with that because if I wanted to take that brace to market and I wanted people to use this brace, I had to go through seven years of testing and test or well testing phases and there's phases throughout the seven years but your typical medical device medical device not something that gets injected into your body but a medical device takes seven years five to seven years to get approved but yet we approved a vaccine even if the fda approved it within a year come on guys we can't be that stupid like yeah we can't be that ignorant to the fact that we're being we're being played in the in the fda thing that that's the one thing that that is hilarious to me people say oh well it's fda approved now well uh and last i checked i I believe what's that who's the backers of the fda exactly exactly i believe cigarettes are approved by the fda but things like essential oils are not approved by the fda things that are well Things that come from the ground and are natural aren't approved by the FDA, but things that we make in, in, a, in a lab that can kill you, we're going to approve those. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard, I heard a great, a great um, acronym. It's, it's the FDA, the fraud and death administration, because it's, it's a shakedown operation. You pay them enough. They'll push it through. Just like, oh. just like the mafia, you, you pay them enough money. There's your, you got your protection. Well, I think, I think, you know, yeah. And I think that's funny what you said. I, I, obviously there was a ploy and everybody was saying, oh, I'm not taking it until the FDA approves it. Okay, guys, well, we'll, we'll look at how the FDA is, is handled and run. I even said the same thing, like, well, it's still not FDA approved, but we can even see that certain things the FDA does is, is very, very political. So, I mean, you can't trust everything that you see. You have to, again, question everything. Uh, but there was something I wanted to bring up, and it was, um, and, and a lot of you can make fun of this if you want to, and, and that's fine. I really don't care, but I sent you guys the uh, Tom McDonald, that rapper dude mm-hmm. of, the, of the song uh, Brainwashed. Yeah. Now, here's what I want to bring up. If you don't see this happening in society right now, I really don't know what to tell you. Um, but step one, train the people to consume. We've already done that. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. That's happened because people that never watch the news definitely watch the news now. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools, the music, and the apps that they use on their phones. We are doing that right now. I had a buddy recently at my house show me what's going on in children's cartoons right now that's something else we can discuss and have it on the screen to show people what's really going on like it is unbelievable and it was actually matt walsh that was showing the video of all this i'll send it to you okay but let's move on step four separate the right from the left well we've done that pretty well step five separate the right from the black pretty good at that step six separate the rich from the poor well we've been doing that for a long time uh, and also use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made of lies. Boom, that's where we are. Step eight, put it on the news every single night. We're there. Step nine, 
when people start to fight and divide, take control, this is called situational design. That's exactly what they're doing, guys. And you can call us conspiracy theorists and whatever, but I will tell you one thing. 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, people that believed in USO, UFOs were called conspiracy theorists and the government just came out of, uh, six months ago and said that they were real. So were they conspiracy theorists or were they fact lookers? Right. That's the right. difference. Right. It, it, exactly. And I think what you mentioned about fabricating a problem, I think that's a pretty, pretty good segue to 9-11, right? Now that, now that we're an hour in. <laughs> But you know what, this is, you know what, I think, I think this is, I think this is good. I mean, these are all, all things that are important to talk about. And we'll, we'll dive into 9-11 a little bit here, but I think what's going on right now is very important, but, uh, but this stuff goes back many, many years to, to 9-11 where a problem was created, right? You know, it's the whole problem reaction solution. The, it goes back to the German philosopher Hegel, you know, problem reaction solution you 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 want to create a certain solution you manufacture a problem like tom mcdonald said to create a reaction and that reaction leads to that solution so with with 9-11 i'll kind of just say a few things and i'll kick it over to you you know it, and it goes into so many different directions and it affects so many different things um create 9-11 right huge catastrophe we get the patriot act can i say one thing yes before you go on with that, I think that's what's very fascinating because in, in part of that song, he talks about, in a sense, 9-11, but without saying 9-11, the only time we start wars is going after a country that we want their resources. If anybody ever can point out any war where they we didn't want their resources or something that they had or power or control, tell me because it's never happened. We don't right. just start wars because somebody said, I don't like you and I'm going to bomb you. No, we started wars because we wanted something from them. Whether you want to say they attacked us first, there was a reason they attacked us first and that's what people don't look at. Right, right. And I think even like World War II, I think, you know, I think the US troops plundered Germany for all kinds of stuff. They were looking for all kinds of stuff there too because the Nazis were so into the occult and... I think the U.S. wanted to get into that stuff as well. So, but yeah, you know, the, the Patriot Act, I think when we talk about losing our freedoms and losing our, our you know, people can, trying to control us, I think that's one of the biggest steps of this whole control mechanism in the last 20 years was that after 9-11, people had so much patriotism, but it was, it was um, on, it, it was, it was a scam, N not saying patriotism is a scam, but why people were so patriotic. I mean, I'm, I'm very patriotic. I knew you're very patriotic. We love our country and we want what's best for it. We don't want to see this country fail. So there was so much patriotism. There was so much emotion that we were, that we were willing to say, okay, this Patriot Act, which allows the U.S. government to spy on people that were terrorists or suspected terrorists, or even think about now the term domestic terrorist can apply to so many different things, right or wrong, th that gave them so much leeway into that that is leading us to where we are today. And at that point, and just like the COVID stuff and every, all the vaccine stuff, it was meant for our safety. All these control mechanisms in the, in the outset are meant for our safety, for our benefit. But it's not for our benefit, it's for their benefit at our detriment every single damn time. 
Well, I think I think you bring up a great point there, too, is that, you know, with 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 the act, it's like, okay, well, we're doing this for your advantage. So we can, like you said, we can spy on those terrorists so that we make sure that this doesn't happen again. But terrorists, as we know now, and this is where we're telling you guys that are watching, this is where we're telling you everything's an ease into a further long term situation. So terrorists back in 2001 meant Al-Qaeda. It meant Taliban. It meant all of these people that were trying to harm America. But does anybody see now that terrorists mean those that oppose the vaccine, those that oppose Joe Biden, those that oppose the administration, those that were involved in the January 6th riots? They're all domestic terrorists now. So you see how they incorporate these little things into like, hey, this is good for you. And then years later say, oh, well, you're actually a part of this now and we're going against you. That's right. how U.S. government and that's how that's how communism works. That's how it works. Like you said, with Hitler, it wasn't a one day he woke up and said, I'm controlling all of you. It was a it was a series of things that happened, a series of events. And he eventually took control. And that's what we're dealing with. And again, look at Australia and what's going on right now. Right. But, um, I do. I, I I do know we need to get into this talk about uh, nine nine eleven. <laughs> and uh, uh, one thing that I was going to say before I forget, but I may have already forgotten. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So they they throw out these. The, the mainstream throws out these terms, and they continue to, to say these terms. You know, like radical terrorist, 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 domestic terrorist, domestic terrorist. They say all these things. Back in two thousand one. If you were a Muslim living in America and you were called a terrorist and you you were called if you were called a terrorist, if somebody was just saying that just to ruin your life, they could ruin your life. Now, if somebody calls you a domestic terrorist, they can have the same impact. So it's it's the same kind of thing. Just 20 years later, it's instead of a certain religious um, affiliation, it's. Like you said, it's so broad now. It's if you oppose COVID, if you oppose the current regime, you're a domestic terrorist. Even, yeah, opposing the medical stuff, that means you're a domestic terrorist. It makes zero legitimate sense when you think about the actual words, when you actually think about the definition of words. It makes zero sense, but it can ruin your life if you're branded that way. No different than if you call somebody a racist, this and that. Like they, they throw these words out there and they're used so many times to try to ruin people's lives. But I feel like it's having the opposite um, effect because, you know, it's, it's the, it's the law of diminishing returns, right? Like you uh, do the same thing so many times or like you invest money in a savings account, you're going to make money, but it's so, it's so gradual. It doesn't really have an effect. See, and, and, and that's the crazy thing. And the funny thing about, about society is that people and and that's all of us, it's me, it's you, it's anybody listening. It's people across the world. We don't really pay attention to a lot of the the crazy minor details. And what I mean by that is prior to COVID, or I'm sorry, when COVID first started, I looked up just because that's how my mind works. You know how my mind works, Kyle. I do. <laughs> I, I'm very analytical. I'm very like, I just, I think about things very intriguing and before they happen. So I've noticed this, and this was actually just brought to fruition recently. I started looking up certain definitions of things during COVID. 
The crazy thing is, is that those definitions have been changed in the past seven, eight months. I think, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. It's crazy. It's crazy. Including the definition of a vaccine as portrayed by the CDC. So I think people really need to, to understand that when you look stuff up, when I, when I say, when I tell people like, do you research? And they say, yeah, I research everything. I don't believe you. I really don't because I always tell people, okay, what do you know? What do you know about this? Well, I know this and that. Okay. So my, my challenge always is because this is how my mindset works. And I know this is how your mindset works. Do 100 hours of research on that particular topic, come back, and then we'll have the same conversation or we'll have that conversation because it won't be the same, but we'll have that conversation. The problem I have is people saying, and, and people say this about us too, like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're just seeing what you see online and, and what you see on your page and you're, it's all just conspiracy. Okay, well, I can provide you facts that I spent 100 hours researching. Um, you can provide me facts that you saw on Google and you saw on the CDC. The problem is, is the CDC changes their website every fucking week. They yeah. change what they say every fucking week. What I what I what I'm providing to you is the same since the beginning. Like it doesn't change. So, and I think a lot of times it comes down to also just pure common sense, guys. It's common sense. Okay, breathing into like for example, we're 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 having the issue of masks in schools. Right, children should wear masks. Did nobody watch the college football season opening this weekend? Stadiums had fucking 80,000 people in them, but your child is masked in school. Come on, guys. Like, we need to grow up and realize that this is all a scam. That's it. Because I guarantee you this, just like I said last year, Kyle, when the, when the Super Bowl came to Tampa and they said it was going to be a super spreader event and it didn't turn into a super spreader event, they stopped talking about it. I haven't heard anything about all these people getting COVID because the opening weekend of college football, you know why? Because college football needs to make their money. And so does the NFL. Exactly. Exactly. It all comes down to the money. And uh, you mentioned about definitions changing. So the definition of vaccines changed. The other definition that changed was herd immunity, right? It's a thing oh. that I can talk about all the time. This is, this is absolutely hilarious. So the real definition of herd immunity, which you will not find on Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary anymore, is a certain, uh, a certain percentage of the population having a certain viral elements in their system, and it just becomes normal, right? That's the definition traditionally, right? And that's what makes sense. That's why when, me, Cody, when me and you were kids, you know, our mom said, hey, go play at Timmy's house. Go get the chicken pox and get, the, get, get, the, get all that stuff and get it, get it in your system. Get out of your system. Get it out of your system and you're, and, you're, and you're good to go. Now I think they have a fucking vaccine for it, of course. But now the definition is, the, is that same kind of definition, but they say the number of the percentage of a population who's vaccinated, which is, right. uh, uh, you know, I'm, we're not doctors. We've both worked in healthcare, but from a medical perspective, that is just patently false. That is not herd immunity. Herd immunity is herd natural immunity. 
they're trying to add some some new elements that you've received from a vaccine that it, that's not how it works like you said this is that's not how it works that's not how any of this works that that is not how any of this works and, that, and that's what i find fascinating because the definition of a vaccine originally if anybody remembers was something that prevented you from getting a viral type of infection from whatever the whatever it was I don't know the exact definition for those of you listening, but I will say this, the definition of the vaccine from March of 2020 to now has changed to fit the narrative of what's happening in society. I can assure you that. And I'm pretty sure now that I remember, I think I saved, I think I saved the definition. I'll have to look back on my pictures because I knew this was going to happen. I knew that they were going to change the definition of the vaccine or of, of a vaccine, because the reality is a vaccine is meant to prevent you from getting XYZ virus. If it doesn't prevent you from getting the virus, it is not a vaccine. It is a medication to prevent symptoms. That's what people aren't getting. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all lunacy. And, and the funny part too, is even like, let's, let's, let's just take their herd immunity saying it's based off of vaccine. Let's just devil's advocate. Let's, let's play that. Oh, de devil's advocate. Look, I look like a devil. It's not, isn't that crazy? Um, at, at where I work, you know, they mandated the vaccine and unfortunately I was able to get out of it, but they talked in the past last year and I wish I had the email or a uh, clip, but they basically mentioned, you know, if we got to 70, 80% vaccination rate, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Well, guess what? We're there and they're mandating it. Mm -hmm. Now, so, also, I'm curious as to why Israel is 80% vaccinated and they are overwhelmed with hospitalizations of COVID. Right. Now, how does that make sense? And and if, and if anybody that wants to question that, please go ahead and look it up. Now the gut, now the, the the mainstream media will tell you that. No, heaven forbid. Right. That narrative. But please explain to me, because I can guarantee you this much: if eighty percent of the U.S. population was vaccinated, they would stop talking about COVID as much. Now, I will say. Why have we stopped talking about COVID deaths? Right. And we're talking about cases because the way I look at it, there's 8 billion and maybe even 9 billion people. I don't know the, the number at this point, but let's say there's 8 billion people in the, world, in the world. Let's say 5 billion people get COVID, but it has a 0.00004% death rate. That really wouldn't be a big problem, would it? It's not a pandemic. By definition, that's not a pandemic. Not even close to a pandemic. Even if it had a 0.1% death rate, it wouldn't be a pandemic. So I don't know if a lot of you even noticed last year, but it was deaths, 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 deaths. Then all of a sudden, people were, that were getting COVID were immune to it, hence herd immunity. Before the vaccine, there was a slow transition in between, I think it was September of, through October of last year, that they all of a sudden, Stop talking about deaths. And they yep. said, oh, cases, cases are rising, cases well, are rising. And, and especially now, too, because now the whole angle is they're trying to push for the vaccine for the kids, right? And the big thing that they're saying is, 
it, it's it's overwhelming children's hospitals this and that and I, I looked up the stats in in the two county areas so i the county where i live in the county where i work they're they're adjacent almost a million people total okay and i would say the kids make up 10 to 15 percent of that so you're talking 100,000 ish kids right how many deaths of covid i can count it on zero hands because it's zero Per the CDC website, zero. There, there are cases. I will say that there are cases, but there are very, very, very few hospitalizations and zero deaths. Because you know, if you know, the mainstream media is so bullshit. If a kid died, they would put that on the. They would love. They would love to post that. But I haven't seen it yet. Well, they would love what... to post that and and to to say all the kids need the vaccine. All the kids need to follow all the rules. This and that. And that's what's funny. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I live in Florida with DeSantis um, because that's the funny thing. And, and this is why I want to get to your comment. But I think that's the funny thing is that Matt Walsh even went into that that board meeting, that school board meeting and said in the 2000, what was it, 2018 to 2019, the entire flu season, entire flu season, they had. Uh, I think 462 kids die of the flu or something like that. Um, but the entire pandemic for a year and a half hasn't even yielded near those amount of deaths, but we're masking students. Why are we masking students for a virus deadlier to children than the actual flu? Because if we were so worried about their health, we would have fucking masked them when they had, had the flu. That's the point. That's another point I wanted to make. Given everything that's going on right now, if, if this wasn't about Trump, if this wasn't about Biden, if it wasn't about right or left, I think there's a part of all of us that can agree. And I can say this working in healthcare because I've dealt with hospitals personally around the country. I've dealt with skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities. That's what I do for a living. For a lot of you that don't know, I'm a vice president in healthcare. This is what I do for a living. I will tell you this. Nothing has changed with the hospital systems year over year. This is the same things that happen every year. If this was the flu, all they would be saying is, oh, the flu's running rampant right now. Yeah, of course. It happens every year. Of course it's running rampant. You know, if somebody in my office, or I'm sorry, even when I worked at LSI, Kyle, as you know, and Leslie would know, if you're working in a, in a, in a high, big office, one person gets the flu. Next thing you know, another person gets the flu. Next thing you know, half the floor is out, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happens. That's how viruses work. But we're making this shit out to be a big deal because the Democrats need something to go with for their long-term propaganda of whatever that may be. And I think most of us know it is a control to the point of a new world order that's going to happen, whether it be next year or 10 years from now. It is a planning phase. Why do you think we had H1N1, the swine flu? Why do you think we had uh, uh, this or that? Like this is, these were all terms. And the one thing that happened that they needed to bring out something huge in terms of these viruses was to get Donald Trump out of office. And it worked. And remember Biden said, when I'm in office, I'll take control of COVID and we'll end it immediately. Well, Biden, we're seven months in and you still haven't done that. You know why? Because it's all a fucking scam. Right, right. And the, and the vaccine is making it worse. Oh, and that's the thing. Like I said, the, the Delta variant didn't come around until there was max, mass vaccinations with the vaccine. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. 
And then the vaccine doesn't work for the new variant. And by the way, guys, we have a new Moo variant. Oh, in right. Makeup, by the way, makeup variant that is a new variant. And Fauci said, just so you, you, you people know that Fauci just tells us all the truth. He says it's not a risk right now, but they're monitoring it very closely. Right. Okay. When less people continue to get vaccinated. You know, my, my favorite thing is that people will post these things like, guess what? In the ICU, 99% of the people in the ICU are unvaccinated. I said, okay, that's fine. Guess what? How much of the, how much of the entire hospital uh, does the ICU um, comprise? I'd, oh. say, I'd say maybe a 10th, a 5th, a 20th. Okay, so I, if we're talking 5 to 10%, does that, make, does that make sense? I'd say at least, I would say, depending on the hospital, I mean, even your bigger hospitals are about 500 beds. Your ICU, ICU units, probably about 20 beds at the max. So right. you're talking about, yeah, like a 20th, a 15th, a 30th maybe in, in certain places. So if we're saying, okay, uh, the unvaccinated people make up 4% of the hospital. Okay, fine. What about that other 95%? What about all the how many of those people are vaccinated? Why aren't you telling us that? Because listen, let, let, let's just devil's advocate that you get the vaccine. It's less likely for you to get COVID, which we don't necessarily believe. But let's, let's just go with that narrative. That doesn't mean you can't get other stuff, right? That doesn't right. mean you, you don't have other health risks. That doesn't mean the vaccine isn't causing other things that they are not talking about, right? So there could be, th- there's probably way more vaccinated people in the hospital per 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 uh, per hospital than unvaccinated i guarantee it in an aggregate for for those that are watching right now let me let me open up your eyes a little bit and some of you may know this um twofold actually same amount of people died in 2017 as they did in 2018 as they did in 2019 as they did in 2020 and as they will do in 2021 it is around about, I think it's around 17 million, something like that. Same amount of people die every year. But the funny thing is, is that what, what a lot of you don't understand, and Kyle, I, I know you, you work within the hospital system, and you may not see this as much as I do, but what I find very interesting is that I, I see hospitals all around the country, or, you know, I'm sorry, the media saying hospitals all around the country are, are, are full. Oh, we're being overwhelmed. Okay. So let me break that down for everybody. I've worked within hospitals in terms of being at bedside with patients. I've worked within skilled nursing facilities, ALFs, and now I work for, you know, something else that I won't get into, but it's within the healthcare field. And I work directly with hospital systems and skilled nursing facilities and ALFs. I have a very upper position as a vice president, and I know what goes on from an upper level with all of these companies. I don't work with the local people. Uh, In a sense, I don't work with the local people. I know what goes on within these facilities as far as my nurses, as far as my, my staff, as far as everything that goes on. So when somebody tells you that, oh, the, the, this, you know, the hospital systems are full, let me explain what that means. If a facility holds 500 patients, Let's say a hospital holds 500 patients. If that hospital has lost nurses because of vaccine mandates or because they're being overworked or because of this or that, 
their staffing situation has resulted in their max capacity to be dropped down to 300, okay? Now, what you see on the media is, oh, this hospital system, XYZ, is, is full. No, they're not. They're at 300 patients, or let's say 290 out of 300, but they hold 500 patients. The reason why they say that they're full is because they physically, staffing-wise, cannot go over 300 patients because it wouldn't work that way. And some people will say, oh, well, we don't have those type of staffing issues in this state because we don't have those laws by the by the CMS and blah, blah. And that's fine and dandy. But I can, I can promise you this. If a, if a typical ratio is one nurse to every 10 patients and they all of a sudden are overwhelmed and they have one nurse to every 20 patients, I can assure you they're not putting one nurse to every 45 patients. You're always going to have a max. So when the media tells you that hospitals are at a max census, there is a lot behind that message than you actually realize. Right. And it's, and it's a lot of nurses, you know, a lot of nur- like nurses are, are, I'll be honest. I, I, I believe that nurses are in a lot of cases are more important than doctors because the doctor will come in for a few seconds and do with this and that nurses are there all the time. Nurses are smart. Nurses do their research. So a lot of things are happening, right? They're either quitting because they don't want to get this COVID BS uh, Two, they worked, they worked through all of last year without any vaccine or any, any protection. And now they're being, you know, made, made to feel bad. So, th- so there's that. And also I, I, I believe too, that there's just so much fear being put into them of themselves being in the line of fire at risk of all these new variants and this and that, like it's pr- some of these people, if, if you don't have a critical thinking lens are probably terrified to go into these hospitals. So well, you're I- losing, you, so you're losing them from so many different angles. Yeah, and I have noticed that. Yeah, and I, and I agree. Like, I've, I've even unfortunately not, not that I should have, but ha- I've had arguments with with certain nurses and, and people in the medical field because you know I see it, and I just I just have a different mindset. And it's not a mindset of I'm right and you're wrong. It's a mindset of common sense, guys. Like, and the one thing that I've noticed that a lot of new nurses dealing with what's going on right now are the ones that are saying, Oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. I can't believe what's going on. Like COVID's running rampant. Well, you've been, you've been a nurse in an actual hospital, whether you've been a nurse for five years, your first experience in a hospital was in the last year and a half. So now you're like, wow, this is crazy. Guess what? That shit happens every year. That shit happens every single year. Right. Full of, uh, whether it's the flu, pneumonia, blah, blah, blah. Uh, people are getting sick. That's just the reality of it. But I can guarantee you, I can guarantee everybody watching this, if you record and look up the, the deaths that happened, and I'm talking about in all of society, if you look up the deaths that have happened since 2010 all the way up to 2000 and through 2021, once this year's over, you will not see a difference and the amount of deaths that have happened. It's a ploy to get control of our mindset in today's world. Right, and I, and I will also say too, if you're doing that, if you're looking up those, those numbers, make sure you also adjust it based on population increases too. Because it may look like an increase just based on a raw number, but you have to do it as a ratio 
of the population at the time, right? Because year one, two, and three, you could have had 400 deaths, 500 deaths, 600 deaths. But if the, if the number of new, if the, if the population numbers also increase the same, the ratio did not change. So the number did not change. So that's something that's important to think about whenever you look up those numbers. Um, I, I, I always look at numbers in terms of ratios in statistics because right. you, you may see something increase, but that doesn't mean that it's a statist statistically significant increase in the number itself. You have so, to look at ratios and formulas. So I want to I want to say one last thing, um, and I do want to talk a little bit about nine <laughs> eleven. Yeah, sorry for everybody in the chat. If you guys were expecting yeah. us to talk about nine eleven, we we got into a lot of a lot of rabbit trails yeah. here, a lot of stuff. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to it. I swear. Yeah, so there's some people, you know, Big Bizzle, I know you're uh, very active in the chat right now, and I we, we definitely appreciate that. Um, so you said 100%, Cody, uh, on my point. The thing that I find fascinating that, that I argue with a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, not to be offensive, but liberal um, individuals, nurses and stuff like that on, is that, oh, you don't see what we see, blah, blah. Okay, well, okay. I have the entire state of Florida with patients that I have in skilled nursing facilities um, and some other states as well. I won't go into detail about that, but what I find fascinating is I have outbreaks in every facility, quote unquote outbreaks. The death rate, the mortality rate that I have in my patients, and these are dialysis patients, so I did go a step further as far as information. I deal with dialysis patients. These are people on the brink of basically death at some point. The only thing keeping them alive is dialysis because if they stop, they will die. So of course they are very, very high risk. I find that very fascinating because the death rate upon my patients and skilled nursing facilities is less than 2%. Less than 2%, even though the CDC and everybody else will tell you that the 65 and over, 60 and over population has a death rate of what, 5.6% or 6.7% or something like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's under 2% by our calculations of my particular patients that are a high complexity dialysis patient. So when I tell people, I kind of know what I'm talking about because this isn't a, this isn't a statistic just for Florida. This is over a national level. So why is it that I'm wrong when I see it firsthand with my set of patients across the country, but you're right because you believe what Google and CNN told you? That's bullshit. Right. Right. Here, here's some, uh, here's some quick numbers I, I pulled up here from, I pulled up the other day. I talked about this, you know, where I live in, in the county, the county I live in and the county I work in, they're, they're combined. So I, it's, it's almost a million people. So uh, people zero to 18 years old, 200,000 people. Okay, so 200,000 kids. So let's, let's talk about the kids and all the BS that's going on in the, in the kids, how they have to do this zombie walk to stay uh, six feet apart from other kids. Get the fuck out of here. So we're 200,000 kids, okay? And this is over this 18-month period. 11,000 cases, okay? So we know that that term cases is BS because 
Yeah. One of the reasons it is, is because it's not a unique number. Those 11,000 cases, it could have been 5,000 people that tested twice for all we know. They don't, they don't give us that unique, that, that, I guess that's one flaw I would say in the American healthcare system is it's not interconnected. Like, um, like big Bizzle, you would probably say in the UK, there's so many, so many things connected with, with the healthcare system. That's a whole nother issue altogether. But anyways, 11,000 cases. So that's what, um, 5%. So 5% have contracted this virus of that less than 200 have been hospitalized. And of those 200 hospitalized, zero have died. So why are we inflicting such stringent rules on the children? And I'll tell you why. It's because of the teachers' unions. Teachers' unions are a new group of people that are really bringing a lot of fear into the classroom. Um, unnecessarily whether whether they're being kind of provoked to do that i don't know what the answer is to that but they are becoming a thorn in the side of parents and their children's well-being and it's completely disturbing you're on mute i think that brings up a whole nother conversation about school systems in general. If everybody has noticed that society has changed over the last 100 years, 150 years, but the one thing that hasn't changed is our educational system and what they teach us. We sit in lines, we sit in rows, we sit, we sit to basically say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, whatever you say, this is what I need to learn, let's do this, let's do that. Why aren't we teaching kids things that benefit them particularly? And what I mean by that is, let's say, entrepreneurship or this or that. You know, I was good at public speaking. And I remember this. I, I remember this specifically. And for those of you who don't know, I got kicked out of college. I got kicked out of Kent State University. The reason I got kicked out is because I was oh, wait, dealing... I, I, know, I know why. Because there are, you know, and I went there too. So the motto is can't read, can't write Kent State. So you actually could read and, and write. So yeah, they were very, they were threatened that yeah, they had to get yeah, you out of there. They're like, you're way too smart. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I think it's fascinating that, you know, I got, I got kicked out of school because I had, you know, spinal issues and, and I eventually had a spinal surgery and got a, you know, uh, uh, handicap pass, whatever. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, is when I got kicked out of school, I had a meeting with the dean of the school. And this is what always fascinates me. The dean of the school met me in her office and I had my parents there. And I said, and anybody, as you, most of you can see, like I'm, I'm very vocal. I'm not afraid to fucking say what I feel. That's just who I am. But I remember me telling she goes what what's the story like tell me what's going on i told her the story she uh, fortunately had a same scenario that where her disc exploded in her back and she had to have emergency surgery so she knew what i was going through the point is i looked at her and i said the classes that i'm failing are chemistry science 
uh, all these random classes that I could give a shit less about. And I cannot tell anybody on this on this uh, uh, stream right now or on this uh, podcast when when's the last time I used the Pythagorean theory? Never in my life have I used that, nor have I used any chemistry for that matter. So my point was to her, I said, why am I taking all these classes that I could care less about when I could be taking the classes that make me who I want to be, right? And this was me at 20 years old. And she even said, I understand what you're saying, but in society, it's all about being a well-rounded student. And I said, I could care less about what society thinks. I'm going into a specific field. Now, fast forward that situation. We're bringing up schools, right? As soon as I got into my actual, what I would, you know, my, my actual classes outside of my, you know, inside of my degree, I started giving presentations. I started doing research. I started doing those things that I'm good at. My GPA went from a 1.7 to a 3.8 in a matter of a year. Now tell me how that makes sense for children even, in, even as a younger level and even into uh, high school and college, you're teaching them things that'll never matter to them specifically. Now, I can understand a well-rounded education as we, we grow up. You need to teach them math. You need to teach them science. You need to teach them things. But as we get older, we have a vision. And, and I think society needs to focus on a certain thing, right? And we've talked about this with, uh, we'll get into that, but we've talked about this. Children have something specific that they're good at. And instead of putting them through a school system that teaches them, hey, be a worker and just do what you're told, we need to be nurturing what they're good at. Right. If they're good at music, put them in music. If they're good at sports, keep driving them through sports. If they're good at this, do that. It doesn't matter what it is. My biggest thing was I was good at public speaking. That's what I've always been good at. So as soon as I got into my communications and organizational leadership and, and everything else, my biggest thing, I aced every single presentation I did because I was, that's what I do. I'm good at talking. So I'm not good at telling you what the fucking elements are. Now I could tell you what majority of them are because I'm just intelligent, you know, we're just intelligent people, but that shit didn't matter to me. What mattered to me is what's going to make me successful as an individual. And I think that's where we're lacking in today's society as far as education. We're teaching everybody the same thing and not making individuals. We're making a single society of workers instead of a society of entrepreneurs. Does that make sense? Right. It, it's, yeah, if anybody's ever seen, you know, the perfect analogy of this is if anybody's ever seen the, uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, the movie. Everybody knows that song, you know, we don't need no education. They basically are taking these kids and shoving them into this meat grinder, right? It, it's, it's, it's just think about like Play-Doh. Like you, you, you take all of this together. And all together now. Mush it all together, push it through the, like, you know, square, square peg, round hole, the whole, you know, we, we know all the analogies because it's done so many times and it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work. And, it, and it, they think it fits their model of society, but... It doesn't, you know, and, you know, myself as a, as a manager where I work, I, that that's one thing I came in with was trying to figure out what are people good at? Because I, w when I started in my job, I was doing a lot of things that I wasn't really good at. And it's, it took a lot of time away from doing things. I was really good. A lot of really good analytical building reports, building all these formulas, all, all these spreadsheets, et cetera. That was stuff I was really good at. 
but I was doing so much other stuff that didn't really suit me. It was important work, but it, it didn't really suit my skill set. So when I became a manager, I, I, I looked at everybody. I said, okay, you're good at this. You're good at this. You're good at this. That's what I want you to do. And we'll figure out the rest from there. And that, that also creates happiness. That also creates self-worth that people are listening to you and people appreciate you. And that applies to children tenfold because they see that it, it like, you know, like, I, like, like with my kids, like if, if you take interest in things that they like, no matter how stupid or trivial you think it is, that's the whole world to them. Right. And the, the fact that, you know, and we've had this conversation before about, um, you know, the, the school system, how it was originally designed to feed kids into the factory, you know, like, right. like the, how the desks were set up, how the clock was set to go off at a certain They're time. In lines. They're in yeah. line. Listen, and for them to portray that I'm going to be in a line forever. Mm -hmm. I'm in a line just like as soon as I graduate, I'm going to be in a line at a factory. Like, that's not how it is. I do want to bring up before, and we do, we got to go into dialogue. <laughs> but Bizzle. And, and, and Kyle, this is your podcast. I'm, I'm sorry to overtake. No, it, no, no, no. Do, do whatever, yeah. man. That, that's why I have you on here because but I, 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 I'm, you know, I, I talk, but I'm not as good at it. I, and, and the, I have the podcast, but I, I want you to talk more, please. I will say and, that I appreciate Big Bizzle and what you just said. He said, I don't think you both know how good you are at this. If I were that good, I would pursue this as a type of work as much as possible. I don't listen to uh, uneducated people. I'm up at 3 a.m. listening to every word that's been. Thank you so much for saying that. You have no idea how much that means to me and Kyle, because honestly, we are really in real life best friends and this these are the type of conversations we have with just me and him on on a weeknight or on a weekend just facetiming and and just you know having drinks together whatever and of course you know when we see each other in person because i live in live in florida he lives in ohio i moved down here so that really means a hell of a lot to us that you know people are actually listening because i do feel in a sense the same way like I really do feel like the, the, the honesty that we talk about, people want to listen to, and there's not enough of it out there. Like like we said, Joe Rogan talks about this kind of stuff. And everybody knows Joe Rogan, but it gets kind of stale because they're all Joe Rogan. Like, I think people need to hear it from people like us that are that are on the ground level, that are in the trenches, doing the things that are going on. And and I, again, Big Bezel, we we really appreciate that. So thank you for that. And uh, Nico, I want to mention what Nico said right before that. Yeah, they don't, they, they demonize trade schools, which, yeah, I think that's huge because I, I would honestly say, as opposed to college, I would rather somebody go get a trade, go take an apprenticeship, go, go figure out how to do, do stuff with your hands. Because, you know, that's one thing that I honestly never learned through college. I am not good with mechanical stuff. And like my, my dad is kind of the same way. We're both kind of numbers, numbers dorks. So I never got that from him either. And I really, and that's one thing that I know I'm personally lacking at is a lot of those skills. So uh, if we're in the apocalypse, don't be coming to my house. I can't help you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go see well, Cody. Go see Cody. He'll help you. He, he can build go. stuff. <laughs> he can build stuff. He's got, he's got equipment. He's got stuff, but. But don't come, don't come knocking at my door. I'll be, I'll be hiding in the basement of the blanket. I'm, I'm, I'm half, <laughs> I'm half kidding with that. But I, I, I do think that um, they do, they do look down colleges and stuff. They look down on that kind of stuff, right? But 
you know, like I've heard on, on podcast stuff before, like, you know, I could go to college. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, but if my car breaks down, I'm fucked. But here's the funny the, thing. The, the person who can fix that car is as important to me as getting that degree in that moment because they but, can do something that I cannot. But here's the funny thing that you say about, about that. And let's, let's end it with this and, and get into to some of this other talk. Um, you know, everybody wants to go to college to get a degree, right? That's, that's, what, that's what we're taught. Think about that. That's what we're taught to do. But plumbers right now are making $200 an hour. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Got a college degree and arts and physics or whatever they fucking want to say, can't even find a job. The right. skill trades, the, the 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 skill trades of society are far and few between. Like, look at welders; they're looking for welders, and they're paying welders one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy five dollars or one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year because no one wants to do those things because society has made them obsolete because we have been coerced in society in a mindset of go to college because that's how you make money bullshit that is absolutely not true my degree that i paid fifty thousand dollars for has done zero for me i would have the same job that i have as a vice president right now without that degree well i i i just don't understand why you went for the gender studies degree i've never understood that this whole time that is first off that is not what i went for everybody listening that's a lie (laughs) no that is a lie the fact that the fact that that's a thing is hilarious on its own (laughs) you're a dick uh so uh 